Welcome, everyone, to the Friday edition of the Markets and Mortgages podcast, the best edition of Markets and Mortgages, because it's Friday. I am your host, Tyler Crawley, and I know everyone is preoccupied. We're all watching what's happening and unfolding in Ukraine. We got Russia invading Ukraine. I was glued to my television all day watching what was happening. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Well, mostly Twitter. Trying to get updates about what is happening. And in my previous life, that's when I, if I was behind a microphone and all this was going on, I would be talking about what is happening in Ukraine and Russia, giving you my completely unexpert opinion on it. But that is not what I am doing here on markets and mortgages. I like to stick to things that are impacting the economy, especially the housing market. So I'm not going to talk about it. But I do want, you know, obviously everyone's aware of it and the implications of what's happening there could impact the economy and then the housing market. A lot of people have now wondered, is the Fed going to raise rates now because of this global turmoil that's taking place? And we've already heard that it looks like the Fed is going to move forward. Now, once again, we don't know what they're going to do. 25 basis points, 50 basis points. We don't know. But we have heard that they are assuring people that there is going to be a rate hike. That this is not going to interrupt the plans that they had. Because, of course, we don't know what the plans are. That's how they roll. They're not telling us what they're going to do. But from what we've heard, it appears that whatever they were going to do, they're going to continue to do. (laughs) This isn't going to change anything. But, of course, when you're talking about war, you just don't know. I mean, you don't know what something could happen that could upend that. And that's why Pal has always said you know, here's what we're planning on doing, and it could be changed at any moment. So we obviously are keeping an eye on what is happening in the Ukraine. And of course, our prayers go out to everyone there. It's a war zone. I mean, it's horrible. We're already hearing about the deaths that have happened and the attacks and the injured, and it's awful. So we got to hope, pray that things end quickly over there and that the good guys win. That's what we are rooting for. But here's the thing is that I was very focused on what was happening, but I was also paying attention to the news that was coming out. And it was actually good news. Like we got some good news this morning. We got GDP numbers that came out. It was up point, uh, was up 0.1% to now 7%. The economy grew 7% in 2021. That was great news. And there was actually some great news about continuing claims. And it kind of sucked because nobody was paying attention to them. And, I, and rightfully so. I mean, what's happening in Ukraine is more important than initial jobless claims. I understand that, but we got some pretty good numbers, and we are going to be talking about it here on today's podcast. But we're going to start with actually some of the news that wasn't so great, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's where we're going to be starting today's podcast. New home sales for the month of January, like I said, were not good. They failed to meet the low expectations and actually fell more than economists had projected. So month over month, sales of new single family homes fell 4.5% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 801,000. Economists had projected a smaller drop of 1.2%. So kind of a big miss there. And looking at the year over year data is even worse. Sales of new homes fell 19.3% compared to January, 2021. So clearly there is an inventory issue. 
Because like I said, demand is not the problem. So how are new home sales falling when all these people want to buy homes? The inventory is not there. Um, prices, of course, when inventory is low and demand is high, they are going up and well, yeah. That's what's happening. Month over month, the median sales price was up 12% to $423,300. This is up 22.1% from one year ago. And it's also important to note that this is looking at you know the median price and there probably are not, unfortunately, a lot of affordable homes being built. And so that's why you're gonna see that number jump. I mean, it's not saying that home prices are up 12% month over month. That's not what that means. This gives you an indication, I should say, of what is happening with the overall market and higher priced homes are the ones that are getting sold because there are no lower priced homes. That's one of the biggest issues that's impacting the housing market. And this is another indicator of that. The average sales price was up 8.6% month over month to $496,900. That is up 14.9% from one year ago. And as I mentioned, inventory levels were up slightly, 406,000 to end the month, which represents a supply of 6.1 months, which is up slightly from December when it was six months. And looking at year over year, interestingly enough, inventory levels were up 32.2% year over year, which at the time was a four month supply. So the inventory levels are up, and the month supply is up, but don't let that fool you because of what is happening with demand. So just continued, very tight, very tight housing market. Not a lot of inventory out there. Better than it was last year, but we are also seeing this big uptick in demand. I'm very interested to see what happens with those February numbers because I can tell you February has, there's a lot going on. A lot of people saying, I want to lock in. I want to, you know, buy before rates go up even more. Because in January, we were seeing rates start to move up. But man, they really kicked in at the end of January and the beginning of February. So I think you're going to see a huge, big flurry in February. That's That would be my projection. So I mentioned continuing claims. Well, continuing claims fell to the lowest level in 50 years. And like I said, almost nobody picked up this story. <laughs> this is a big deal because initial jobless claims that get all the attention, that's important because, you know, that's people filing every week, it gives you an idea of what's happening with the labor market. So that number stays low. It means you're not seeing a lot of people being fired. But continuing claims is a big deal because those are people who are continuing to file claims. And so that's an idea of what's happening with longer term employment versus, say, temporary employment that might be caused by, you know, someone getting COVID or something along those lines. And they're out of work for a month or so and they either have to file unemployment or whatever the situation is. Continuing claims is a much better indicator of what is happening with regards to employment and continuing claims saw a substantial drop last week a decrease of 122,000. It fell to 1.476 million. Like I said, that is the lowest level since March 14th, 1970, when it was 1.456 million. And the fact that we have, I don't even have the numbers in front of me. I probably should have looked at this. Think about how much bigger our population is than in 1970. So the fact that we're at that low of a number when our population is 
X percent bigger, that's even more impressive. So this is awesome. Like this was such great news and nobody picked it up. Uh, Economists had projected a drop, but it was a much smaller drop to 1.58 million. Initial claims also saw a drop after a slight increase last week with claims falling to 232,000 for the week ending February the 19th. That's a decrease of 12,000. And that's also beating expectations. Economists had projected it would fall to 235,000 claims. So just barely winning or just barely beating, but a beat is a beat nonetheless. Uh, and in case you're wondering about individual states, Missouri saw the biggest decrease in initial claims, 6,946 fewer claims. That's, some, that's more than half of the initial claims that fell off. So Missouri, we can thank for the drop this week. Uh, New York saw a drop of almost 3,000. In Ohio, was it around 2,300? Michigan had the biggest increase, 3,500. And then Kansas had a little bit, you know, increase 629 in Utah, 454. So some great employment numbers, or I should say unemployment numbers, showing once again how tight this labor market is but no one was talking about it because everyone was talking about what was happening in the Ukraine. So kind of funny that <laughs> I was kind of upset because I was watching all this unfold and I thought, man, we're not talking about these great jobless numbers that came out, unfortunately. All right, before we go, I do want to talk about what's happening later today. We actually got a big report coming out, big report, 830. That's personal income and outlays. But that is important because it is the personal consumption expenditure index, which is what the Fed looks at when looking at inflation. I know we all talk about the CPI and this month it was 7.5%. Everyone was going crazy, but the Fed does not use that as their guide. They use the PCE index and it is expected to increase, I think 0.1% to 5.9%. And I'll tell you something, I have to think that if that number jumped and was well over 6%, there's no way Jerome Powell doesn't do a 50 basis point increase. That's, you know, that's my opinion. <laughs> but if that number is, that bigger is over six and well over six, I don't see how Powell doesn't do 50 basis point. I mean, this, this is their metric when looking at inflation. So big report out at 8.30. And then at 10 a.m., we got pending home sales. Economists are projecting them to fall 1% month over month. But, and we did not do a podcast yesterday, unfortunately. But if you get my email, which you can sign up for at marketsandmortgages.com, we talked about the Zonda Economics new home pending sales index. I, I always have trouble saying that. I think that's what it is. It's the no pending new home sales index. And last month, that was much more accurate when looking at overall pending home sales. And this month, they had it down 4.8%. And economists are projecting 1%. I'm going to go with Zonda again and say that more than likely, the number that we get today, later today, is going to be closer to that Zonda number than what economists are projecting. I mean, the inventory's so low, I just don't see how that doesn't happen. But we will see. We will talk about it on Monday's podcast. You guys, enjoy your Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Like I said, say a prayer for what is happening right now in the Ukraine and say a prayer that the good guys win and this thing is over soon with... 
Well, let's just hope that um, as few lives lost as possible. So that's what we're hoping for here. All right. Like I said, you guys enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Friday. I'll talk to you on Monday for another edition of Markets and Mortgages. And as always, do not wait to buy real estate. You buy real estate and wait. Wait.